when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, and this is part two of this week's podcast, which will now pick up precisely where we left off, which will be slightly puzzling at first. If you haven't, why not go back and listen to part one? Or not. I mean, it's up to you. You're an adult. Make your own decisions. Discussing that which has been spewed forth from TV's The One Show this week, regular The One Show 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 Pony Mark Haynes and film critic and broadcaster Jamie East. The island of Lewis has been my home my whole life. I love the people, the scenery, the sense of community and the pace of life. But what never ceases to amaze me is that our island was once destined to become a futuristic model of industrial progress. Was it, was it her hometown? Yes, yeah, she lived on the Isle of Lewis. So she was literally probably the only person there that had ever been in front of a camera before that could, that could do it. So yeah. she, was, she was right for the job. Again, a complete nothing story. It's quite an interesting story yeah. that they managed to suck the entire life. They out really of did. They really did. It was to do with the proposed industrialisation into a commercial fishing port of the Isle of Lewis, <laughs> which I mean, didn't happen. It's got one show stamped firmly all over it, hasn't it? Which didn't happen. I, I loved this girl. This, this, this girl, actually, the way that she spoke, it's, it's an accent I'd not really heard before. And you'd imagine, because it was one of those Hebridean islands, that it would be Scottish. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. No, hang on a sec. This, I'm glad you brought this up, because I, I, got, I got about, like, what, four-fifths of the way through yeah. this, thinking, oh, we're in Scotland, this is great. It's got, yeah. Hang on, that doesn't. What? what she fuck? sounds. All of a sudden, this woman just just started speaking. I don't know, like Thor language. Yes, that's true. It's like it's like Middle English. Or, it, it is yeah, like yeah. Lord of the Rings. It's like the Lord of the Rings mixed with Cornish with Ragnarok. Yeah. And they, they just have the subtitles on, like, this is something we were all expecting. Yeah. I, I had no idea that the people in Lewis have invented their own communication, right? And there it was. She, the woman didn't even take a breath. It was just there no. Were no vowels. It was no breath. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was, just like, it was like sonar. It, it, was, it was so bizarre that they didn't sort of go, 
Um, uh, I don't know that they should have said what the language was. I was sitting there going, oh, there was a part of me that went, does everyone else speak this? <laughs> <laughs> I just, just missed this out at school. It was just odd. It just wasn't common. I was enough. off that day. But again, that's the whole thing. It's like the interesting parts of every VT and every item are the bits that they gloss over and focus on the inanity of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It was like, the, it was a really interesting story. I'd never heard of it before. This this guy, was it Lever? Uh, yeah, the Lever Brothers. The Lever yeah, that's Brothers. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he'd yeah. spent the equipment equivalent of something i mean it yeah was, it was he bought the, the island for nine million pounds yeah. in 19 whatever the fuck it because was. he yeah. built port sunlight didn't he famously yeah, <laughs> yeah and and, that, and he wanted to do a sort of second version of that great story yeah, yeah. Mm. obviously the, the problem is that it didn't happen so yeah. they're, they're, in, in essence it's a nothing story <laughs> which is off. why we got a lot of shots of just sheds yeah <laughs> a lot of I mean, if you're four doing people stuff, lived in there yeah, if you're doing stuff that didn't happen on the isle of lewis you could do about the yeah. time it wasn't attacked by godzilla which would be a Fucking brilliant story. That it didn't wasn't happen. used for nuclear testing. Oh, like the well, I don't know. Have have, having that, having that seen some of the residents, <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> Um, Paul Mayhew Archer, though we touched upon Paul, lovely mm. Paul Mayhew Archer, yeah. really lovely, one of the loveliest people. Worth saying, could wish. I saw on the little preview on the yeah. iPlayer, I glanced at it and I thought it was Roger Daltrey was on, <laughs> and I thought, oh good, this is good because we'll get to talk about Brexit and it will be really awkward. Ah, oh, fucking then- Brexit! Then <laughs> <laughs> it was Paul Mayhew Archer, yeah. Who, if you've worked in radio, uh, it's certainly in the sort of comedy sector. He's a long-standing comedy producer, absolutely at Radio yeah. Four. Yeah, it is strange to see him on the other side of the camera on a national television show I agree yes it was. see I, I've never met him so yeah. I don't know his legacy uh, I, I, he has a great legacy I mean he, 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 um, he I mean he, for TV wise he wrote Vicar Dibley didn't he and, yeah and, and mm. he's, you know he has a and his pedigree for producing is, is, yeah. is very long and very very distinguished but, um, um, but he's so got, when, when did he run out of jokes well <laughs> what what happened was so he got Parkinson's disease right yes so then he decided uh, to, to make a, a show out of it so he took it to Edinburgh yeah. he watched, yeah. Britain, he watched Britain got, Britain's Got Talent and saw the fellow without a voice didn't he yeah <laughs> the market here. Yeah. There is a funny thing where you get Parkinson's and you go, "What would be the quickest way for me to lose eight grand of my own money?" <laughs> I'll do an Edinburgh show. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's uh, he's taking it on tour, so he was back to talk about that, wasn't he? But uh, on the uh, yeah, on the and and it and it it brought up one of the I think one of the surrealist moments of all the shows that I watched, which was where again it was one of those bits where it's just like someone in the gallery should have just gone, just stop. Mm. Because they cut to this photograph, which was meant at some point must have seemed like a good idea. Is like, show the funny photograph mm-hmm. of him in a Superman dressing gown walking, oh, a, yes. walking yeah. a cat, yes. Yes. which was just served no. Purpose. Well, also, had no I mean, ref- I don't know that much about Parkinson's, but I thought well, I, I was looking at that photo, thinking, is that that's a symptom of dementia, isn't it? Not <laughs> <laughs> Parkinson. You explain this to us. Yeah, go on. Well, <laughs> we'll leave that in your hands, Paul. Go now, on. now that is a Superman dressing gown. Very yeah. nice, perfection. And, and I'm with the cat, and the, I'm taking him on a lead for a walk. Yeah. But I tell you, that cat got one heck of a shock when I started flying a minute later. He's <laughs> <laughs> in, in a park with a cat on a lead in a Superman dressing gown. Is that parking? Is that parking? I don't know how that came about because one thing that's become abundantly clear is that there is a massive disparity between what research is done with guests before they arrive on the green sofas yeah, and actually yeah. what ends up from coming out of the producer's keyboards. Yeah. There is no <laughs> there is no thread running there where the researchers have gone, so tell me a bit about, you know, what's the last funny thing you did? He said to to the researcher, uh, oh, um, ah, about three years ago, <laughs> I walked my cat on a lead yeah. in a dressing oh, room. Tell me you've got a photo of that. 
My, I think I think my son has. Yeah, so it gets a great length to kind of get it FedEx down. And but then it's kind of like just plonked in the running order. Yeah, and the producer's gone. What's this? Wait, then? wait, what's this? Oh, it's just yeah. a funny. Oh, okay, fine. And then they watch it and they go. Holy shit, why have we done that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and, and Do you think they look back at every episode of the one show when it finishes and go, holy but, shit. But they but, can't because of the nature of it going out every night. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's like know? radio. That, you know, you just have to move on. Yeah, you just, have to move, move on. just have to move on. <laughs> one day we'll do a good one. <laughs> move on. And it's even down to the fact that questions aren't even written properly. Yeah. Because every question that Alex or Matt say tails off into nothing it really yeah. does Every, it's yeah. like so it's a minute and because you know uh, hmm. and they have to wait for the jessica hines or someone to pick up i love it, in, yeah. it you mentioned that jessica hines thing so just at the beginning of mondays um when they were talking anita dobson they showed a clip of her punching someone in the face in eastenders yeah and then they and i oh, don't watch eastenders I, I know are we are we doing the I, bit that almost went under the radar and i only know it's the second time round. Was it was it Matt's absolute non-anecdote? It was a non-anecdote that got no reaction, which yeah. is the most exciting thing I've yeah. ever heard in my it fucking life. Just excellent, wasn't it? So Anita Dobson punched someone, and then someone in the studio said, "Oh, that was Jason Watkins." Uh, they, they, oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know who Jason Watkins is. Uh, Jason Watkins, actor. great right, actor. Fine. He's he's. Um, I'm trying to think what he's done. He was, he was, was in um, the last uh, line of duty. Yeah. And oh, he, okay. He fine. played the uh, the chap who was accused by the tabloids of murder in Bristol. It's brilliant. Uh, the Christopher. Uh, yes. Uh, the yes. He yes. came on my talk radio show once or in the afternoon I mean only for a couple of months it yeah. was, uh, but he was there that just after, after yeah. got rid of me yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right yeah, just yeah, yeah, before yeah. they got rid of me yeah. Yeah. I think Matthew, that was about the same time I left yeah. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Wright's got him on now but Jason Watkins Jason Watkins great actor yeah. so they, so all of the clips they could have shown of Anita Dobson yeah. they, they showed one where there was someone really recognisable in it for no, you know, just as a sort of cameo. It was almost yeah. like he was a mate of Wilmot Brown's yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Like playing Same a yuppie, haircut, yeah. But they didn't really reference who it no, was. No, well, they said Jason Watkins. And I, I, I'll i be honest with you, I was double screening. I was looking at my phone. not So I looked up, yeah. as they said. So I didn't see the actor's face. I may have recognised him if yeah. I've ever seen yeah, yeah, yeah. him. But I just heard Jason Watkins. And I thought, I don't know who that is. They cut back. And then Matt's contribution to this was... Um, I, I, oh, this is, is weird. I've wrote, the, I wrote this word for word. Oh, go, go, go on. Jason Watkins. Uh, this is funny. Uh, I was talking to his father-in-law last night, uh, reminiscing about a handstand competition we had. <laughs> I was like... Back I was talking to his father-in-law the other night. Bizarre. Really? Yeah, He's lovely. Um, we're we... reminiscing about a handstand competition, which we won't go into. No. What? And, and well, Alex just rewound it to yeah. watch that again. Alex just sort of went, saw Anita. Which we won't go in. His father-in-law in a handstand competition. <laughs> Jason hell. Watkins' father-in-law <laughs> Matt Baker. Now Jason Watkins is about <laughs> 50. So Matt is having handstand competitions against men who are at least in their mid-70s. <laughs> just to go, how many press-ups can you do? Yeah. <laughs> It's a handstand competition. What's that knives, forks, spoons go? Isn't that what you used to play at school? Is that was that it? It's the same thing, just so you can see girls' knickers. I mean, just to clarify, I was a school child at the time. Yeah, that's right. As well, uh, Matt, uh, I don't think there's any truth in the rumor that Matt wants to see the undergarments of seventy-four-year-old <laughs> men when they're upside down. But we don't. We don't know. We don't know. We, don't know. We, don't we have to just leave that on the slate. <laughs> yeah. For maybe in the future that will be resolved. It was, uh, but it didn't go anywhere. You know, it was the most yeah, interesting yeah. part of the whole week. It's like, <sighs> every every everyone it just ends with a like <sighs> yes, and then, the, then we move straight on to something else that went nowhere which was Anita Dobson's goodie bag yeah so she well, went to the Oscars for with Brian May yeah. because of Bohemian Rhapsody and they said Yo, what's in the good what's in the goodie bag yeah. oh so exciting what's in the the Oscar goodie bag is famous what's in it and she, she just didn't get one she no. just didn't couldn't answer it okay can, can we go into the Oscars now <laughs> Anita now then you went with lovely it. Brian 
I and know, you were just telling me they had four Oscars. Unbelievable, because he was one of the execs, wasn't he, on Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Um, but never mind about that. Gossip, come on. <laughs> You're the one to give it to us. What was in the goodie bags? Did you get one? No, Who goodie bag. All of it. No, no, no. You only get a goodie bag if you're nominated. Oh. So, yeah, so as we, we I wasn't nominated and neither was Brian. The film was, but he mm. personally wasn't. No goodie bag. Ah, but what was the night like, though? Fantastic. The whole thing with Jessica and Anita is that they weren't taking any of their shit. They no. were just like, ask us a shit question. We're just going to cut you dead. Because Anita could quite... She's a pro. Yeah. yeah. She know everyone. I mean, I've never been within 100 miles, 1,000 miles of the Oscars. I know what's in those goodie bags. Yeah. If I wanted to help them out, I could have just gone, well, I didn't get one, but... You know, yeah. having said, having the, she spent the evening with Rami Malek for fuck's sake. He yeah. won, he won best actor. Yeah. She'll have looked she in the bag. What's in, yeah. She knows what's in. You know that there's like a hundred grand of liposuction. You know yeah. that there's a holiday to the Maldives. You yeah. know that there's Tom Ford fucking sunglasses. You could have thrown them alive. Well, and she could have also have done it by going, well, actually, because I wasn't nominated, we don't get those. Those are just the big stars. But I tell you, when you're there, yeah, it's yeah. the most special. That's but easy they, to do. But they but just, she was just and like, Jessica was the same. Fuck this. The, that was the whole thing. Well, it's acting. Yeah. Well, I don't know who to start with. They're aggressive or fun. How? hard is it to fire yourself up like that Jessica um well I kind of I mean it's acting very different from Mark Strong and uh, Zach I forget his surname every time Levi Zachary Levi Zachary yeah. Levi who looks where... exactly like Jimmy Kimmel uh, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon <laughs> he does yeah. he one got, of the Jimmys yeah he got he got some of the worst questions they've ever done yeah. uh, they had an opening as well which was two young children presenting which oh, which, which clearly got too clump- complicated halfway through so they had to simplify it very very quickly did yeah. you notice that yeah, yeah, I did yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 they also if it's worth doing a joke it's worth doing it twice in quick succession <laughs> so they appear as the children they say Shazam and they become Matt and Alex and yeah. they go please welcome our guests in they come and it's two more children yeah and then there's a Shazam and then it's the real but, guy but the actual the function hello and welcome to the one show with Alex Jones and Matt Baker tonight's guests are the stars of a new superhero blockbuster about a boy who transforms into an adult by simply saying the magic word what was it Shazam! That's better, fitting a lot more. Better, on. yeah. Uh, well, let's welcome the stars of Shazam. It's Zachary Levi and Mark Strong. Oh. You ready? Yeah. Shazam! The function of, of Shazam is that you say Shazam and you turn into the, the superhero, superhero, which is what they did. They then completely ruined the mechanics of the whole film by them saying Shazam to turn uh, yes. other people yeah. into... You cannot Shazam other yeah, kids. Exactly. That, that's very much... That, come on, we all know that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going on all about the time about Red Bee and Michael the Bumblebee and you don't understand the basic core <laughs> meaning of Shazam. Exactly. Come on, guys. Exactly. Come on. And but, it wasn't even done as a, as a cut frame. It was done as a cutaway. <laughs> Like, yeah. It was. They started off with the sort of flash, which you know, and the, and the yeah. sort of the illusion of smoke, yeah, to make it work. And I were two then, children we, that had no ad, just very posh, accents, so posh, did not so stage so school. Posh. No one had a so no one had a Welsh school. accent or no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah. They, they put they put them in the similar clothes. Yeah. To be fair, similar but not the but same. Not the same. <laughs> Quite crucial. Not the same. Not the same clothes. And, and, and in fairness, the kid who was playing Mark Strong should have been bald. <laughs> yes, exactly. That would that would have been funny. Stick a swimming cap. No, no, no. Not even that. Don't go down stage school. Go to the Leukemia Award. Come on. Give these, give these kids a chance. I mean, I guarantee you, there were, I guarantee you, Make a Wish would have had something that fitted that. <laughs> exactly yes. right. He's going through Make a Wish's equivalent of spotlight. Who wants to be a DC <laughs> superhero? You. Yeah. Oh, uh, Batman. <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Have we got anything in the files about a child wanting to go on the one show? No. Um, the, the question that Matt asked Mark Strong was it came back from a clip and the clip looked a bit ropey. And well, this is the problem. The, Matt, film, the film isn't great. No, sure. It's, it's a DC superhero Which is film. why they gave them two of the lead actors for the whole show. 11 minutes. Yeah. They had an 11 minute uninterrupted section. Yeah. That seems astonishingly... Go and on. this was yeah. in a prime the time half hour. BBC. Uh, half hour episode, yeah. 11 minutes is just two people Normally, talking Normally, it's four minutes straight in, straight out because they've got to go and do something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they weren't busy. The question, <laughs> the question that Matt asked after this, it, it, Mark Strong, you could see him panic at the first bit, but thankfully, Matt is a pro at taking the sting out of any interesting questions. Yeah. So Matt said, uh, it goes without saying, a lot of CGI in this film. Uh, some of the scenes in it are pretty scary. How shocked were you when you watched it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it goes without saying you're going to be using a lot of CGI in this to make all of the special effects. Now, some of the scenes in it are pretty scary. Yeah. So when you first saw, because obviously you're acting against you know bits and pieces, so when you were first saw some of those creatures that you were fighting up against, how shocked were you, Mark? And how, how shocked? <laughs> yeah, it's just like his basic thing is you, you weren't acting across from the monsters. So when you saw it, was it really frightening? Were you, were you scared? Were of you the really monsters scared of the monsters? <laughs> I shit myself. You know, <laughs> I mean, are they real? Where do they keep them? <laughs> Do they have to eat during the filming? You what? Know. How big were their shits? Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anywhere that I could meet, like, see one of them? I don't want to get near it, but I'd like to see it with my own eyes. You know, <laughs> crazy. It was nuts because, again, not even a question. And I've asked, I've asked a similar question before when doing junkets because I, I walk in there and I've got nothing to say to you people. I've, yeah. just, I've literally come away from interviewing Colin Farrell and Eva Green to come here. Mm-hmm. Nothing to say to them at all yeah. about Dumbo. Dumbo, I'm yeah. Shit. Boring film, got nothing to say to you. I mean, what I what I want to say to you, Eva Green, is impossible to say. And, and Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell, I'd, I'd love to go out for a night with you, but but to talk about a Tim Burton film that's lacklustre, no. So you go in, you, you do a horror film, it's like, I genuinely ask them, it's like, is it scary to make a horror film? They're just looking at you and just go, no, of course it isn't. Because my makeup artist yeah. is holding my coffee yeah. and I've just got to scream. And, and it's, it's all done in post, isn't it? Yeah. All, yeah. yeah, so what, yeah the, um, well done as well to Mark Strong, who, uh, when they said, um, so, you know, it's, uh, tell us about the story of, of Shazam. And Mark Strong just went, well, I'd never heard of Shazam. <laughs> Shazam, I mean, it, it, it sort of feels like a new comic book hero, but this certainly is not the case, is it, Mark? No, the, he's been around since uh, 1939, I think, was the original comic book, and uh, I, I'd never really heard of Shazam before. I wow. signed up for this a week before it was shooting. <laughs> yes. It had gone through eight different people. Yeah. I And it's tax bill time, so fuck it. I was on a plane before the day what, was out. What you've got to understand is this is a job. I don't have to love everything I do. In fact, I rarely do. Yeah. I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble, he hasn't. But in our podcast, Wrestle Me, the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, WrestleMania, to the kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called Wrestle Me enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful, and it's a hit with common people too, with well over 400 five-star reviews on iTunes. Wrestle Me, available from all good podcast providers. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination yahoofinance.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, Michael Ball and Bonnie Tyler. Oh, yeah. right, I, I missed this show. Okay. So, so A, Bonnie Tyler, uh, who is uh, Anthony Royal Thompson in drag. Um, <laughs> there was my favorite moment was where, well, she accidentally knighted Sir Francis Rossi. She did. Uh, yes. yes, she did. And, but then Michael Ball told this extraordinary, um, as, uh, as with all Michael Ball interviews, uh, you never get the question that you want to ask yeah. Michael Ball. Uh, so they skirt around every single question about Michael Ball, mention his partner, uh, Pam, I believe her name is, mm-hmm. and they discuss his love for dogs and uh, he then goes very misty eyed as talks about one of the um, one of the the songs on his new album which no one will ever listen to <laughs> which he wrote in honour of his dead dog yes. uh, and particularly one song I, I um, we're, we're dog people you know we, we you know yeah. we're mad about our dogs and we lost Ollie in uh, in September who was just the most gorgeous little boy and um on, on my show, I played two songs. I played Bright Eyes and I played Lost Without You, the Freya Riding song. Wow. And I lost it completely uh, on the radio. And I said, I'm going to record this for my little man. And I did it and I played it and I took it home to Kath. And this has never happened before. She played it and it was like a huge catharsis, actually. We sat there clinging on and, and having a good old week. Lovely. And, <laughs> and not only that, he said... He said after I can't remember what the fucking thing was called. <laughs> After it died, he played two songs on the radio for it, and he got misty-eyed over it. One of them was Bright Eyes, right. Al Garfunkel. 
they started piping bright eyes <laughs> as he was talking. Was like, yeah, cry your fucking. Yeah. Go, go fucking give us something to viral. Come on. Yeah, it they, was amazing. It was desperate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. really bad. And then it went into uh, two wonderful things, which was one trying to explain a modern phenomenon to a one-show audience, which, mm-hmm. which was a VT about the millennial whoop. Yes, this was this was interesting. The way they got into this as well was interesting. Uh, was it wasn't quite a, a handbrake turn so much as stop the show entirely. Yeah, yeah. Come to an actual halt uh, on the revelation that Martin Compton from Line of Duty lives in Las Vegas. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's, but his time is up. We can't talk about that much because his because, time is because up. Because he hinted at he hinted at some naughty behaviour. He, he very, very much he did. Very much like, oh, yeah. when I go out of the fucking eyes Las Vegas. When I'm arresting <laughs> actor, I go out with I go to Vegas for a rest. Completely stop. And and they just went, let's talk about millennial whoops. <laughs> what? Now we're two singers here. Let's talk about Millennium whoops. Yeah, we weren't sure about this. <laughs> uh, were millennial whoop. Yeah. What's, what, is so, that... Millennial Whoop, uh, uh-huh. the, the, the tenuous link was the fact that on one of the songs on Michael Ball's album, he does a Millennial Whoop. And the Millennial Whoop is like the greatest showman. Oh, all these songs that have these just ooze in them. Got so, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. A, this is. Again, this was an off-the-shelf VT because this was something that was done, I think, on BuzzFeed or on uh, or on EW or something mm. like that yeah. three years ago. Yeah. It was like the phenomenal, the phenomenal... It was when show, Great Showman came yeah, out. The think, yeah. of the phenomenon yeah. of the Millennial Whoop. So yeah. it's like Coldplay started it with clocks and all that. Well, yeah, yeah. Every single Coldplay song. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So it was... But it, actually, relatively interesting. It was interesting. However, they, they chose to... All they did in the VT was a classic Vox Pop. Do you know what a Millennial Whoop is? Oh, my Lord. No. Again, that's a basic sort of TV thing where you don't go, we've got a film coming up about this, and here you can see that no one is interested in it. Yeah. Don't, don't, it's really bad TV making. What you have is you go, there's a thing that everybody's talking about. It's the millennial whoop. You don't have to go and meet a load of people who don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. are going never fucking heard of it. This was no. presented, by the way, by Richard Stilgo. Yes, so if was. you're going, if you're going to go music, where and, do you go? Stilgo. And holy shit, right? So this whole VT, which was you know mediocrely interesting at best, ends up with, and this is the classic money wasting, box ticking, the most incredible moment of all, was where he had to, he wrote a song about the millennial whoop yeah. and played it in a village hall uh, with a band of disabled children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the millennial whoop. Oh yeah. Singing the perennial whoop. Oh yeah. It was... And and look, you know, it was a, it must have been a great moment. I mean, it was lovely. It was like it was a, it was a nice it was a day nice, out for everybody involved. It was a nice involved. moment. It's too but many ultimately, things. it was just like <laughs> shunted together. It was but fucking. But hell. not mentioning why or how or just what they just were. And it yeah. was a bad song because it was badly of, because recorded. Of it was form. badly performed. <laughs> it was just. It, he also referenced in the song it, it, one of his still go rhymes was something like you know we 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 all, we know about the millennial words we we know we know them all. Um, perhaps this song will get played by Zoe. Zoe Ball, Ugh. right? And then, because someone clearly said to him, could you reference something, could you, and he went, oh, and Clara Ampho. Yeah. <laughs> Which is- <laughs> oh, yeah. When the beep is other call, we 
he'll get played by Zoe Fole, Laura and Foe, and the great... What do I like about this song? Everything. <laughs> doesn't know who Clara is. <laughs> They've just got do the do a diversity. Can you? Can she you was like, well, originally it was Dotty from One Extra. And that, just, that just went too far. They just like, well, let's just back in a bit. It's, it was seven so just strange. Oh, that's amazing. There was a great bit at the beginning of this of Wednesdays oh. with Bonnie Ty where Matt missed a reference entirely. Okay, so they were talking about, and this is something I learned this week. Something I learned from uh-huh. one joke was that Bonnie Tyler's real name is Gainer. 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 Ah, not that was and amazing. she said to her, they had to, she had to come up with a, a, a different name. So she said, and I chose, um, uh, she, she told us about what she chose. Tyler. Quite an interesting way of doing it as well, wasn't it? She looked in the newspaper. She wrote out two lists, though, yeah, of four uh-huh. names, and she just went, she, I fitted them together, you see. Bonnie and Tyler. And we were talking about names earlier because, of course, we know that you started off as a gainer. Yes, I'm, I'm gainer to all my family and Exactly. And then, and then how did you choose the name Bonnie Tyler? Well, they asked me if I'd change it from, I'd already changed it to Shireen. Right? Shireen, so, randomly. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. So why and wasn't was Shireen my, good enough? my first niece's name. So then oh, no. the record company said, can you change it? It sounds like a belly dancer. So I got a broadsheet newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I went down all the names. I wrote two lists, list of Christian names, list of surnames, and I came up with Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> and then she said, then she said it must have, and she got it all out of the newspaper, these, these things. She said, um, Stephen Tyler, she said, must have been in the, in the newspaper that uh-huh. week. Uh, no. You go, oh, well, yeah, Aerosmith, yeah, Stephen Tyler. But Matt Matt just went, oh, well, 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 let us know if you're out there, if you're Stephen Tyler and you're watching, if you are, then let us, let us know if that was you. Goes, no, he's from Aerosmith. Yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah. Then he just moved on, he just didn't know who he was, and then he just said, we've got a lovely film coming up. So get, do get in touch. If you've had a close encounter with wildlife, you go, what, too poor, many poor, things again. Then, then he went, or anything that takes your fancy. <laughs> anything. anything. So, just from the uh, paper. So Stephen Tyler must have been in the paper that time. Oh, that would be yeah. it. Yeah, Isn't nice. that wonderful? Well, if you're out there, Stephen Tyler, <laughs> yeah. anybody, um, do let us know in the usual ways tonight, particularly if you've had any close encounters with wildlife at home yeah. or at work. We've got a lovely film coming up a little bit later on. Or anything else that takes your fancy uh, during the hour that we're on. Help, tonight. help us out here. No, Hi, have, you, no, have you changed your name? No, no, none yep. of that. No. Hi, Matt. I've, I've just... No. Uh, I've been reading a conspiracy theory about 9-11. Because uh, also is, is, that, is that, that the sort of thing that we're <laughs> hoping for? Yeah, Bear in mind that this was on the same day that the, 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 Royal, the, the Scottish paper, the, is the Royal Scotsman? No, that's a trade. Uh, the, the Scotsman. Scotsman. The yeah. Scotsman released the, the data of name changes of, of interest. So this was on the same day that that was in the news where Lucifer had been given to a baby's name and it was like... The, yeah, yeah. Got you. Not one reference. Not a reference. No, it's no. like no. fucking hell. As a lockdown no. script. The thing I learned is a bit similar to that, uh, your Stephen Tyler thing, which is on Tuesday. Tuesday when they had Brian May in, Matt mentioned uh, that he plays the guitar. So, oh, this yes, no, this Brian was May ex- wasn't in, was he? No, this was, this was a one, yeah, Anita Dobson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they look very similar. There's always a problem actually when you get Anita Dobson in, which is they go, oh, Anita Dobson, she's had this long career as an actress, but what's interesting about her is she's married to Brian May. Yeah, yeah, but, and it's, but you what could she done since Andy Watts? Nothing. Yeah, true, true. She is one of those people who you get the feeling could be a great actress, but yeah. nobody's giving her those roles, and I don't know why. Maybe she's just like, well, I don't have to work too hard now. Well, I'm married to Brian May. Yeah, exactly. And what came up in this thing, I think they were leading into one of that terrible piece on speakers. Um, Matt sort of went, well, you know, like, uh, I, I'm a guitarist, like Brian. Right, oh, Anita, we're moving on to a little film about sound and oh, speakers yeah. here. So, as a guitarist myself, I was wondering, does Brian play a lot of guitar to you at home? Do you mean at home? Yes. Uh, not electric guitar at oh, home. Oh, does it? Okay. No. Just give it away! 
Yeah. Just, what are you doing, Matt? Yeah. This, oh, isn't, you for you, this isn't about like, you. I didn't get quite the breaks he got. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's I time. There's time. There's time. You know, like Laurence Olivier, I, I do a bit of acting. So, um, you know, <laughs> just an amazingly and he, then he thought he was using a, clang. Absolutely. And he, and he thought he was using a guitarist term because he just sort of talked about Brian at home, didn't he? He said, so, uh, you know, like, does he uh, noodle? Yes, he did. Noodle. And she was just like... No, 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 we don't. no, no. But no. that was the whole thing. Again, again, they they left them hanging because she could have gone like, oh, you know, it's like if I hear another one bites the dust yeah. one more time, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. She yeah. could have like thrown him a bone. She's totally. Like, she's like, no. no, 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 it doesn't happen like that. It's his job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got another palace at the bottom of the road that he goes to play his guitar. In. Speaking of sings, sings and songs, what a moment! Where, oh, by the way, I let me, I loved Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, right. she, she was thing, infectious, she's wonderful, really good value and then she and Michael Ball performed Holding Out for a Hero yeah. Just and it was impromptu it, was, it, it wasn't primed at all you uh-huh. could tell because yeah. he said I, I used to I'd sing that live and of course it's your song and, oh, great. and then they just started to do it yeah. wow. and they had to let them carry on because it was loud singing I'm normally close to that one yeah. go on start this. Start I need a hero start. I need a hero I'm holding out for a hero <laughs> till the end of the night he's got it was mar- what a moment it that was. It was marvellous, and they both yeah. chose, their, chose their own key to do it. They did, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Michael got one of the words wrong. It was just <laughs> great. But that's what, I mean, you don't get Bonnie Tyler on and not expect her to just give a raspy yeah. rendition of, yeah. of, of basically a, a, a whiskey-soaked 40-year-older larynx than when it was originally recorded. <laughs> there, is, there is a funny thing about you get Bonnie Tyler on. I know she's really good value yeah. anyway, but there is that thing of she is just sitting there going, Come on, let's get to it. Let's get to it. And they're going, oh, we've got to be... <laughs> no, not yet. Wait, 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 wait. We've got to be polite. We're doing the other one as well. We've got to pretend we're interested, you know. So, oh, so, you know, how have you been? How are you? How are you? Sing it! And off the back of uh, Millennial Whoops, she started singing um, Shout. <laughs> she, she started... No, it's Michael Ball. was like, this has been around for years. Shout. And she was like, hey, 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 shut up! <laughs> Can you just sing music on television? Doesn't that hit PRS? Uh, you, yeah, but it's covered by the BBC's license. So exactly, you, can, you, you, can, you can totally. I, I feel relaxed. Yeah. I can settle down again. Yeah. We've just. Have you got a PRS license? Uh, no. Right, we're fucked. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> just covering that. Bit. To be honest, I, they were pretty unrecognisable. <laughs> I think we're going to be all right. We'll be all right. But there, there was. Uh, I mean, I talk. We talk about. I was fa- just fascinated by how much money is blown on this show. Mm. Yeah. Just. In the in the pure administration, yeah, uh, you know, we've all done a bit of telly before. We know how much it costs, and even to get one person into a television studio, there was an OB, there was like the the OB outside for I think I can't remember which show it was. Mascots, now. the mascots. Yeah, one this was Wednesday. Was just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. and I don't forget yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. goes out live for whatever reason they've decided because they don't yeah. do anything that needs to be yeah. live. It's not like they go breaking news or you know let's react to this last minute thing. But they always tell you it's live. They yeah. constantly bang on yeah. about that. A show that doesn't need to be live. But the mass the mascots. I mean, I, I'm not sure they'd organised what there, it was for. There was like a practice. There was like a dance uh, sequence that that two randos. Uh, probably television presenter I've got no idea mm-hmm. came out into the middle of that there was clearly so much passive aggression going on between all the mascots desperate to get their moment <laughs> yeah you edging know. into frame yeah exactly yeah. all of yeah. that and it was just again why and they mm-hmm. made Michael Ball and Bonnie Tyler choose a mascot to come on with 
Right. So, so he chose a. Did she choose a lion and he chose a tiger? But no, <laughs> didn't ask them why. <laughs> just, just the one nearest will do. It's a waste of everybody's time. Mm. It, and that, I mean, genius marketing because that will be on the front page of, of at least sixty-two local newspapers. Won't it? Yeah. Won't do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ah, Rammy on the yeah. on the Derby Telegraph. It was about Gunnosaurus uh, on BBC yeah. One. It was about schools as well. It was about movement in so children. Uh, releasing endorphins by dancing. I don't know what the mascots had to do with it because I didn't listen closely enough. Nothing. But there was a teacher was on to explain it all. So the people, the randoms, yeah. um, who were from Strictly, so I don't know, uh, were explaining it first about how they're teaching children to dance using mascots. I don't really know. Mm. And then a teacher who teaches I mean, in this five academies like a... was there to explain what was going on. She explained in some detail, which was quite dull. And then all Alex could think of to say, because you could sort of see Alex looking at her, and then Alex Alex, off the back, she stopped talking, and Alex then went, you've got the same coat as me. (laughs) (laughs) And also, Uh, she hadn't. (laughs) It was just vaguely similar. similar And a different colour. I mean, I can think of nothing. What do people say? What do normal people say? I like Alex, though. She's, oh, yeah. She, she is the, the human there. She, she's got so much better. Even even since we've started doing this, I, I think she's actually... There's a slight couldn't-give-a-fuckness yeah, exactly. that she's got now. Exactly. Yeah. She's just like, what is this? Since, since having the baby, I think, she's really like, I've got another life, and this thing, which was once the centre of what I did, is now just a job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, she's, she's obviously so pregnant now, better. isn't she? So when she has the next one, yeah. she might give even less of a fuck, which could be brilliant. A fan, I'd love it if she came back with a fucking fan in her mouth. There's a new Alex I've been watching Nicotine. There was a really odd film where the former chief prosecutor for the Crown Prosecution Nazir Service... Afzal. Correct. Mm. Um, and now, this was quite a touching film, or at least the theory behind it was, because mm. it was about knife crime um, that's not London-centric. Yeah, so he was returning for the funeral of his nephew, who that's had right. been murdered yeah. uh, in an incident of knife crime. And he said in the in the beginning of the film, because they did that thing where he's driving up and they've got him in the car, mm. and, and he was saying, I haven't been back to Birmingham, to my home city, or to see my family since I lost my nephew to knife yeah. crime. Right? And, I, and it, obviously that's an awful, devastating trip yeah. to make. Horrible. And you're thinking, okay, this is, I feel for you. Why are you doing it with a one-show film he, he, he There were the bits where he was meeting his, his brothers, where they were acutely aware of the cameras being there and yeah. were looking more at the camera than they were him. It, was, it seemed... It was odd. Now, I, he will have wanted to do it because he knows it's hard-hitting and this is an important issue that he wants to... to uh, you know, un, uh, so awful that this, he's gone through this. And what's the one bit of good you can pull out of it yeah. is you can say, Create look awareness. at our pain yeah. and, you know... Educate yourselves to what is going on. Yeah. It's not just a London thing. But it did feel uncomfortable looking at the grieving relatives through the prism of the one show. It was, it's the prism. You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah. That, and I don't think I'd figured that out. Because I, I, I felt uncomfortable, even though I knew it was quite moving and important. Yeah. But I felt uncomfortable. And that's why. It was the wrong platform. Yeah. Well, it's that, because, yeah, you create, you create a veneer and, and, and a, a veneer of kind of like gentle light entertainment. You can't yeah. then... The piece they had before this was um, uh, Carrie 
from Fame Academy going round Aylesbury yep. asking people when they think they became their parents. Yes. Yes. And she would hold up a, a, a placard that said, what did your last slave die of? And they'll go, they'd go, yeah, I say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Without, without at one point, and I think she said at one point, uh, for women it's the age of the, such and such. 33. And for men it's the age of 34. Yes. yes. And, and it's, <laughs> it was, so, it could literally so, be separated by a day. So at, which po- at which point you go, what you mean, roughly the average age of when humans have maybe six, seven-year-old children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but going from that nonsense that could have been dropped because it, it had no relevance to anything time-wise, yeah. they could have dropped that. And actually, what they slightly need to do is if they are going to do a film like that Knife Crime one, then make it a show that in the halfway point, you begin going, we're going to have a special look now at a hot topic yeah. that's you know obviously dominating a lot of the newspaper headlines at the moment. Yeah. And then you can do that. Now, they did do the, the end uh, of the show came directly after that video about knife crime and they did it very well in that they just sort of go what a terrible thing you know and you can really see they did a bit of one splaining at the end where they one summed up what yeah. we just seen but then they they went through to just sort of go thanks to our guests who were mark strong and zach with the name and they everyone <laughs> and it was just a bit like oh could we not find a better yeah. gear out yeah, of yeah, this? yeah. well there was there's i mean they they are as we know very good at, at, at Doing those handbrake turns and getting into these films, oh, well, well the they, thing, but they, they didn't certainly bother. do them. John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't. They didn't bother with the crime one. It was at no. first they, they asked Mark Strong about being in a punk band. Yeah, because um, they were talking about you in a punk band. Mark. Did yeah. you ever get knifed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you love this film. <laughs> no, but they. But there was another handbrake turn uh, which I spotted into that Carrie film, mm. where uh, they said, "Well, of course, Zachary turns into a superhero at 15. Of course, not all of us can uh, turn into superheroes, but it is guaranteed that eventually most of us will turn into our parents. <laughs> Whereas the what actual... That- yeah. Anyway, uh, now in the new movie, Zachary's character is uh, just 15 when he's transformed into a superhero. Of course, not all of us can turn into superheroes. However, it's guaranteed that most of us will eventually turn into our parents. Yes, well, the question is, at what age? Well, we're about to find out. What? what? The, the better handbrake turn would have been to go, you know, most people can't... Zachary grew into a, a superhero. To most of us, uh, our real-life superheroes are our parents. Mm. And we can grow into them yes yeah. that was what they should have done I'd have loved go. it if someone had Very said nice. what about if you're the son of Reed Richards and Sue Storm <laughs> yeah. the Invisible Woman yeah. because then you do become <laughs> both genuinely both of them <laughs> now yeah. that's interesting hold, hold, hold the meeting the, <laughs> hold, hold the meeting let's get into this a bit yeah. <laughs> there was also an odd saying in the in the, the placards that she was holding up saying uh, what did your last slave die of yeah. all, all, all that sort of stuff there was they, they spoke to a, a son and his father you know what do you what do you say that you could be like your your dad and and he said something about his dad being really sweary as they were growing up but then he said um, what is it you always say oh yeah you've got a face like a missed Docker's tea break well, when I was a teenager I was miserable and he used to walk around saying you've got a face like a missed Docker's tea break I say it all the time and all like a missed Docker's tea break I actually have no idea what it means <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what? it's a what? plasterer's radio for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Did they mean a Docker's a Docker's missed, missed tea, tea break? break? Surely, yeah. But again, edit that out because yes. it didn't make any <laughs> sense yep. or help. Yeah. There's there's a thing I was thinking about when I was watching this one, and it was there an old Adam and Joe show where they go to a shopping centre, and yeah. it's a sort of parody of the, that sort of daytime television yeah. where they're just walking around going vases, and you know, cuts the next bit. <laughs> yeah. But there's a bit where Joe Cornish is doing a vox pop with someone, and he holds a microphone in front of them, and he just says, "Say something funny for the TV. Say something for telly." <laughs> and they go, "Uh," and he goes, "Do something for telly." And they go, "Uh," and he goes, "Ha ha ha." And these are very much say something for telly. Exactly. And a bloke 
bloke goes, ooh, Miss Docker's tea break. And they go, ah, chicken and sweet corn sandwiches. Ah, quick, crash pan. <laughs> well, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Great. So any other business, anything we've missed out? Uh, the, guy, the, the, young lad's top, the, the young lad's haircut with the family on uh, the Michael Ball and Bonnie Tyler show. What were the family talking? I can't even remember. See, this is the problem. I can't even remember what they were talking about. There was a dad and mum. Uh, and a boy with a kind of like shaved down the sides, but with like a ponytail oh. on the top of his head. Right? Did we sit? Am I, have I dreamt? Oh wait a minute! No, is this the screen time thing? Yes, the screen, the screen time, time. Yeah, the screen, thing. screen time. Was reason. that a boy? I thought it was a girl. No, it was a boy. Was who it had the worst oh. haircut? I mean, he will. You know, it's a form oh. of child abuse because that will be played at his wedding, and he will fucking hate his parents for allowing it was, that. It was happen. genuinely awful hair, but I, I thought it was a girl. Wasn't it? No, no, it was a guy. He was with his sister, but that was definitely right. a lad. Wow. Uh, with, with, uh, it's so gender fluid these days, isn't it? Absolute shambolic haircut. That's all I couldn't take my eyes away from. It. Well, that, the whole screen, the whole film was about screen time, and the parents were had an app to so they could monitor their kids' screen again, time in real again, time. Again, a three-year-old story, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. it was also it branded as a one-show experiment. Oh. So they just thought of it. <laughs> that's, as well. that's crazy. I, I'm, I, th- that makes your parents like the Stasi. Let your kids just watch what they want. Come on, grow yeah. up. But, but, but they generally told them that. They, and there were all these forced acting bits in it where, where the VT was kind of like, they were they were like, oh, can you do a bit where you have to walk into a, your daughter's bedroom and find her on the phone and take it off? Yeah. Now. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah, And, and right. they did all this, oh, Dad, what now? Yes, now, give me your phone. You have been on there for three hours. Oh. <laughs> and, and there was this one bit. There were, the, there were the parents were sat there looking. There was like the data. They looked at the data and they were like, and I think the young girl was, was only like, six or seven mm. they're like yeah gosh she's been on that for six hours today and I was like what yeah. I was like fucking hell you don't need that to know that your six year old child has spent six hours on that fucking phone and gone to school as well that's basically the rest of her day she's, and then she's, they're, they're sitting down the stairs at nine o'clock at night looking at this data yeah. and their kids are upstairs looking at their phone go upstairs take it the take fuck it off, off them and tell them to go to sleep <laughs> what are you doing who's, who's Giles Brandreth <laughs> Yeah, googling. Why am I? How to divorce your parents? Uh, Mark, any other business? Uh, Just one in the in the uh, VT about turning to your parents. They had lots of things that your parents say. Um, Some of them I didn't recognise, but one of them they were like, "Oh, do you remember when your parents used to say this? Eat with your knife and fork, not your hands." And I was thinking. That's not. I mean, that's that's a that's sensible. Just, that's just know, teaching. That, that's what you do. Yeah. You can't yeah. sort of go. Oh, you like your parents. If you're saying you've got to try and get get the wee into the potty, you, you know, you're not going. Oh, <laughs> you big cliche. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go on. You're gonna have have one more mouthful, and then you can go. Listen to you, <laughs> Mister Original. You know, just you know, some of it is just you can't take the piss out of it. It's just stuff people it's just, say. Yeah, exactly. You know. Just yeah. Can you use a knife and fork? <laughs> you know. Dad's Stupid. had a drink. Oh, no, it's gone a bit dark. Back to you, back to you Matt. Yeah. And that brings us probably to the end of this episode of the The One Show Show. If you have a moment to review and comment, please do. But whatever you do, remember this. Brian and Roger met at a support meeting for divorced men. Both are starting again.
Hello, Roger. It's Brian. Um, thanks for helping me move in. Both are finding it hard. Hello, Brian. It's Roger. Um, yeah, no problem about um, helping you uh, move in there. One of them is nice. Good morning, Roger. It's Brian. I had that dream again about Carol Kirkwood. Brian and Roger is an addictive and hilarious podcast sitcom from Dan Skinner from Angelos Epithemio and Shooting Stars and Harry Peacock from Toast of London. Great big owl. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.